0: Pothi's, Daggy, and Barney are back with you to talk all of the f- action from the weekend. Hello. Hey, how's hey. it going?
1: I'm alright. How are you? Yeah, yeah, been better, but life goes on.
0: One day I'm going to ask you this, and you'll say you're fucking won the lotto.
1: I've yeah, yeah, won a shit ton of money, something like that. Back injuries are never fun, mate. No, been in a fair bit of pain for the last six or seven days, <laughs> but other than that, we march on.
0: No, yeah, we do. Um, my back's a bit sore. First time at the gym in it's about seven years oh congratulations so yeah now i've got to make sure i get there for a second time at some point but
1: anyway what yeah. happened there a bit of cardio for a few weights
0: <laughs> yeah, around yeah just or... new joint so half hour cardio and some weights to loosen the bones and see what's going on there so we'll have nice. a better plan next time look yeah. at me trying to not be a fat fuck but <laughs> that's a long road back anyway yeah footy was good
1: <laughs> It's a long road back yeah it was pretty good um Oh, I, th- I thought the first game was a little disappointing actually i thought i, I a, thought it could have been a little bit more clinical with some of the um with this, some of the attacking play, but mm. um you know the desperation and the the um continued effort upon effort from both teams really made it a, a pretty decent game to watch at the end of the day and um yeah, Newcastle just sort of ran out of gas i thought mm. There's, that's uh,
0: that's something else going to that warrior's home ground in that. Yeah,
1: um, that was pretty comprehensive um, beating there from yeah. the Warriors but that they delivered. The, the cra- is it yours?
0: I hope so. No, they're yours. The, um, the crowd over there was yeah phenomenal. Like that Wasn't it? It was rocket. It would have been the super interesting, to see, uh, <laughs> super interesting to see how, um, if they'd got a home final, what the result might have been in any game that went there. Because, honestly, they would have just about beaten anyone on earth uh, in that situation. Cause, yeah, But we'll get to that. <laughs> Uh, there's not a lot of news to talk about. I guess the only. There was a suggestion today that the transfer deadline will go back to 30 June.
1: Right, okay. So,
0: whatever that means. So, I don't think it's made that. I know it's made. There's been some sort of, shall we call, bullshit late season transfers coming to final teams from teams in the last few years. But mm. ultimately, what's it going to change? I think that, that, until they overhaul a whole lot, not much.
1: Now you're gonna hear a lot more talk around in the middle of the season really around origin time about possible um mid season switches, but um yeah I don't I don't I actually don't mind where it is at the moment and the way it's the way it's structured, the way you know, it does provide an opportunity for the likes of, you know, to, like Tavito to last year where he jumped in at the Panthers at the back end of the year and stuff like that. So mm.
0: well. We didn't really see it this year. It's like there would've have, could have been some up for grabs I suppose. But anyway. They, um, I have safely not lost a single minute's sleep over that rule either way, so (laughs) uh, who cares. (laughs) Uh, But we'll wait and see on that. And um, there was a transfer today that i would just forgotten. Again, who cares. Um, Ashley Klein got dropped this week, deservedly so.
1: Deservedly so, absolutely. Um, Nathan went to hospital with a finger injury, apparently. He'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know if, how much of a beat up that is or what, what's going on there, but they've got to write about they're already recycling
0: Tigers stories from six months ago, so they have gotta write about something. Uh, let me just have a look if there was another transfer.
1: Uh the big big one's probably whether Louis fit the play and Jerome Hughes both mm. in the same match, which yeah. would be interesting to see how they turn out if they do. Be a pretty big pretty quick turnaround for was it a dislocated shoulder or was there a fraction? Just located, of dislocated shoulder? To come
0: back in, what, the space of three weeks? Three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. And my concern is always they're fine, they're fine, and then the first tackle pops and they're down to 16 blokes. So and we've seen that happen numerous occasions. Oh, you'll see Cogger on the
1: bench for sure. Um, He'll, I dare say we'll play the 14 role and um, you'll probably see Tyrone miss out on a spot if Targo is fit to come back. Another one who's been out for a long time. A long time, yeah. Coming than back into than that expected, side. About a month,
0: so, and we'll talk about it because we, what we'll do is get uh, everything out of the way here. We're going to do yep. re- review both games and then preview the upcoming games all in this segment, and sure. then uh for those on YouTube, uh, they'll be up as individual shows. But we're going to we're going to review the bottom five teams and just talk about their trials and tribulations over the course of the year. Uh Next week, we'll do the next four, and so on and so forth. Uh, given next week's grand final, we've probably got some stuff to catch up on, actually, now i thinking about this, <laughs> but whatever. that That's fine. Uh, we need to plug com. Check them out for these fine hats, uh, the shirts up there, and steins and all sorts of good stuff. Leave us some feedback on socials, as always, Facebook, Instagram. I finally cracked the shits with X and shut it down, because yeah, okay. what a cesspool that place is. Uh, <laughs> not our followers, but just in general. And uh, yeah, YouTube where plenty of comments have come through, which we'll get to throughout the afternoon. It was very—I uh, put out a couple of things on TikTok because it was very funny to see uh, people accusing the bloke in the Panthers jersey of being biased and when I gave Ivan Cleary an <laughs> award last last week for Coach of the Year. So. Uh, how little they may know. But
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe a, f- a few first-time listeners there that have jumped, <laughs> jumped exactly on and seen so. the shirt. Uh, I did enjoy that. Yeah, but there was
0: a couple actually quite happy to see it. Uh, yeah. Fez and a few others uh, love the New Jersey, so uh, I might just crack it out for bad luck for them next week again. We'll see how we go. But anyway, plenty to talk about. Let's kick off with the Storm 18 nabbing the Roosters 13 in the dying minutes of the first prelim final. I let you get the stats. I sort of agree with you a little bit in this game in that the first f- even 15 minutes I was just sitting there watching thinking this doesn't feel like a final. Mm. But then I reckon the next hour it did. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, but it, they shot they a lot of going through the motions in that a- opening period. But um, give us your stats and then we'll yeah.
1: get into we it. We had three tries to two. One out of three conversions played. Two out of two for the Roosters. Two out of two penalty attempts for the Storm. A missed field goal attempt for Melbourne and one out of one for the Roosters. 80% completion played 75%, three line breaks to five, 32 tackle busts to 43, eight offloads to 16, one forced dropout by the Roosters, 321 tackles played 364, 10 errors from both sides, four penalties conceded to eight, two ruck infringements to one, two inside the 10 against the Storm and one against the Roosters. Um, yeah, that first 15 minutes was pretty much set for set. Just sort of, as you mentioned, there was a bit of that going through the motions. I thought the Storm probably had a slight edge in the, in that first 15 minutes with a, a bit of territory that um, far to say. in I the early say. I thought the
0: going. first 10 or 12 minutes, that Storm were about to just absolutely tear them apart. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think with a, a bit more of a settled kicking game, there might have been a few tries mm. coming in that first 15, 20 minutes, but um, they really missed Jerome Hughes in, the, in that kicking spot there. Um Munster seems to just kick and hope more more so than have that sort of precision on what he's doing. Um, I thought Wishart was brilliant in this game. I thought the Roosters would have been filthy with that first try with the, the show and go on the outside of cheese and snuck on the inside of Keery just to burn straight through for that a uh, pretty soft try to open up realistically. Um, I I dare say the coach would would have been ripping ripping the wallpaper <laughs> off the walls with that one because uh that was a pretty simple try to be scored in first grade. Even though it was a, a nice little slide of hand and some good acceleration to get through the gap. But yeah, it was, it was still fairly soft. Yeah, they would have been would have been pretty filthy there. Um Yeah, just cruise through them for a pretty simple try. Got straight back into the grind, though. It was sort of again back to set for set. The Roosters seemed to get a little bit more of a momentum in the forwards than um, the Storm, who they st- – I think they, st- in that last hour, they really struggled for forward momentum through the forwards. Yeah. And that's where they I'll sort of started going to the Roosters edges. The Roosters were clearly the better team for that The last,
0: the last, 50 last minutes. 55 minutes yeah, um, yeah. and felt like even straight after. Well, Harry came on, and then uh, we saw the client the incident. Yeah, uh, and which was a like t- we don't want to say twelve point turnaround, but it was definitely a six point turnaround. Straight right. up, you know, marched up field and scored that set. Um, and it, but when Harry came on, that's when I just thought that Melville did go up a gear for probably another five or six minutes, yep. and then it just, but then they just fell apart. I thought, and that was yep. it. Uh, and Vossi had his Harry hard on. Jeez, my <laughs> God, he <laughs> didn't fucking crapped on about Harry in that game.
1: Nelson had a couple of nice touches, but it was probably. Um, one of his games where he didn't have as big an impact as normal. Um, both teams seem to have defensive issues in and around their halves, yeah. which is something that I, I, I dare say will get exposed this week. Um, with the halves sort of probing towards the edges and then using inside and outside runners to either target the halves or the inside or outside shoulder of both halves, realistically, on either side of the field, and I think you saw a lot of joy come for it, come from it especially towards the back end of the game with the Roosters when Teddy decided to stop running around in circles in the corner of the field and actually started backing up through the middle of the field. He um he did bust a few holes there uh, with his centre counterparts who I thought were actually pretty good coming in mm. to fill positions where they were definitely a, a class below their, the blokes that they were replacing. But um yeah, they the, the storm really seemed to open up just on either side of the ruck there towards the back end of the game. And they probably did really well with their scramble defence to... Stopped probably two tries in that last half an hour, yeah. where where you saw them just think burning through. I he's past.
0: has um, been that bodyguard of of your mm-hmm. walkers of the world the last couple of years, and he's obviously not with us. No, in not. That, that that level of form. No, and that
1: was exposed a bit here, uh, but but on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely on both sides. Um, that second storm try was probably the best try of the night. I thought. Yeah. Uh, with the. Little short pass from Wishart, Katoa with the with the offload, Wishart with an offload, and then Harry just sort of caught and passed to to the Seseve, um, the, who just fell over there. But um, they gave that one to Harry as a try assist. I really thought that was Wishart that, mm. um, again, for mine, up. he was the one that opened up that play and was the bloke who gave the offload to Harry, who just had to float to pass and float across the field and pick up a, a straight runner. But... Um, yeah, that was probably the try of the game for mine. Uh, the biggest thing was the scramble defence from both sides. I think they both probably saved two or three tries yeah. <laughs> on either side of the field where um, yeah, they probably score against other tr- other teams. Uh, this, as we were talking a little earlier off air, that's what where the Roosters set up their whole season because their attack's been pretty woeful for most of it. Yeah. And their defence has kept them in so many games that they probably could have and should have lost at well, different times. Goes
0: hand-in-hand with Lindsay Collins just realising he's now... Captain Clean, up. you can't go within <laughs> <And> two or <laughs> three <laughs> meters of him because the arm just comes out, yeah. <laughs> he
1: just grabs you, um, wrestles and you to you throw the ground. Butchers
0: in, uh, yeah, they were fantastic. Th- they have just short that you can trust them. Tyrell and they, May. And they trust their line defence as well. There's just no panic, mm. and they, they get. And in this game as well, they, they got. It, when Melbourne did get down end of the field, it just felt like for long periods they just weren't going to score anyway. Like it's yeah. almost like the, the Roosters were can't like. In a frantic way,
1: sort of yeah, trusting yeah. each other to, to. But when you seem to, you seem to get within that twenty metre line of the Roosters, they're just so good at sliding across that yeah. goal line and picking up them um, inside and outside runners and being able to shut it down. Yeah, obviously something that they do in training a lot of. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought Tyrell May was amazing in this game for the Roosters. Forty-five tackles without a miss, and I think he was up with, near the um, leading running metres as well from a forward. Uh, he was brilliant for the Roosters,
0: and we've seen. But he he's produced phenomenal numbers in forty minute stints. Yeah.
1: This last two three months, easily. Yeah, him and um, Sia Wong, who was a little quieter in this one, but um, again did some really good work. Uh, I thought cheese sort of changed the game in and around half-time, about 10 or 15 minutes before half-time. And again, about 10 or 15 minutes on the other side of half-time. where well, we got bowling ball cheese back, Really started which, uh, to... Yeah. We got Melbourne Storm <laughs> cheese back, which is what we As soon as said, he saw there was half a half a, yeah. um, a hole anywhere near around the ruck, he just put his head down and barged through it, um, which led to a try of his own, obviously, just before half-time. That was a pretty good effort, actually, to drag himself across the line yeah. and get the ball down. And then... Um, it was a big part of the try, the lead-up to the try for Lindsay Collins as well when they scored next to the post. A bit of Teddy involvement to break the line and then him off the back of that. And yeah, it, I thought he was um, instrumental in most of their good attacking ball. I uh, thought the I halves you, were a little quiet.
0: but And it is a bit of a restructure, but it, it's one that can work. I hope he comes in next year with the attitude to play like this and not try and be... Yeah, you've seen and in the last just be Harry Grant what, five or, or six weeks where I mean, this he, is what we expected
1: from yeah. him from the start of the year and it just didn't turn but, didn't come in until um, 20 weeks into the season. But even
0: his, um, last week as well, his defence, but this week mm. um, he's best back in the scrap and he's just up and, you know, he's never going to be an 80-minute... Yeah, we split minute,
1: the Sharks open a few times yeah, as well last he's week. He's never going to
0: be an 80-minute, you know, classy-looking Cameron Smith style, but mm-hmm. if, he's, if he's a very
1: good 60-minute bulldog, then that's what he's got to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought they had the storm in all sorts for that last, or well, probably twenty of the last thirty minutes. Storm seemed to compose themselves for the last ten minutes or so, yeah. but um, or five minutes. But um, the yeah, the, the Roosters just seemed to be picking them apart down the edges. But they um, they were always there was always somebody there <laughs> to make that last tackle and, and stop them from scoring the tries. Um, Came down to a 50 50 chance with what a minute and a bit to go. With a Harry Grant seemed to be making his mission to make it as hard as possible for Munster to kick a <laughs> fucking field goal. <laughs> I don't know What he was doing, there was three or four times he just went the complete opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, mate, they've set up over there. Why are you going left? And he was running himself and he was trying to pick up forwards on the outside of him. And yeah, just <laughs> I think the second to last set they had, it was almost like.
0: I thought they've got a plan here that someone else is gonna pop like meaning if someone's gonna have the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that it was that far away from Munster yeah. shouting for it. But you know. And it came
1: down to a Munster crossfield kick and a brilliant individual effort from Warbrick who's um really stamped himself as a as a pretty um pretty special first grader now. Uh-huh. He's um physical on the ground and um that was a perfect leap to grab hold of that ball over young Jackson Paulo, I think it was, and they put it down to, to win him the game but Kiri, uh, not Kiri. sorry, Walker came through again with another clutch field goal. He just, he seems to be able to just slot him when they yeah. need him. But um, unfortunately this week it was the, the cross field kick and it was bye-bye Roosters.
0: It was a, at the end of the day it was a 50-50 play. But that's what Munster does. It's, you know, sometimes you're kissed on the ass in life and <laughs> at times he is. Unfortunately we are not, David. But yes. um, overall I, th- I really enjoyed the game. I I We'll go as far as to say is in that last two minutes I was cheering for the Roosters because I thought their effort it had won them the game. Them. I thought they deserved to win the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially given the cattle they were missing. And uh, the all of those the middle outside of the field. backs uh, yeah. really stepped up. Uh, I know, was it Ponga had the bad moment that probably let Melbourne back in the game where he dropped the one at where the Wong flew flicked the part ball out which didn't need to happen early in a set. so hindsight probably cost them the game really. But, because they were they still had momentum yeah, in the yeah, back upfield then. they were. But um, ultimately, you know, they got out of jail uh, in, a, in a very enjoyable
1: game. Uh, I thought um, Corey Allen uh Sam Walker and yeah Brandon Smith were really good ball in hand um couple of issues defensively but uh, fantastic with the ball in hand Radley was very good so was Teddy when he stopped running around in circles he's when he well, I think started to back uh, through the middle
0: in the first half he yeah. was just in the corner every time and it's almost caught. like he's almost the, baram- uh, the barometer there that <laughs> if he's getting caught in corners the roosters attack isn't working and it happened there needs three to be or four a message
1: times. to go to him. It, instead of turning around and running back in the direction, just give the fucking ball to someone else to yeah. let him take the tackle, yeah. and then set up the other side. You know what I mean? Because it ends up being a detriment, and he ends up running five or ten meters backwards, and then getting caught. And then you've got players in front of the ball, whereas you just dish it off to a center or a winger and let them take the tackle. And fucking, I've, I've, it I've just this. he's actually probably the
0: only fullback in the game, given his stature. That doesn't have a sweet play. Mm. He's always, he's more, he's closer to the ruck all the time. Yeah. And he's the one getting Because he doesn't pass it. the ball earlier, though. No. But like you never see him uh, shoveling on yeah, or, he, he, or adding extra. You, you, yeah, I don't say you never, cause you, you do. You used to. You, you, see him, but, you do see him come in, or chime in off a scrum and do it. So I know, don't write in and say, yeah, I know yeah. he does, but it's not part of his.
1: Go to play. It, it doesn't straighten up as much as a lot of the other fullbacks. No. Whereas they'll see they're running out of room and they'll engage the defender yeah. and then pass the to ball. draw the yeah. two into. Whereas space, he'll try yeah. to still get on the outside of someone. Mm. And if you're doing that with a sliding defence, they just push and push and you get trapped in corners. Yeah. Which, yeah, um, obviously, has been a defensive ploy for a lot of teams against the Roosters this year. Um, Nat Butcher was, and Tyrell May were awesome. They were the two standouts for mine, for the Roosters. They got through so mountains and mountains of work uh, in the middle of the field and were probably the reason that the Roosters were so dominant in the middle. Um, Seve Katoa were good in attack, ball in hand. Um, again, a couple of defensive issues for those guys, but um, they were very good when they did have the ball. Munster and Grant were good at times, but did sort of get lost a little bit as well. But I, I thought Tyrone Wishart was my man of the match. I thought when the game was on the line and they needed points, he was the one who was sparking them up early in the yep. game and he, he directly led to those first two tries. So, for mine, he was the man okay. of that.
0: Two blokes you didn't mention. Uh, one's only in fleeting, but um, beautiful five-minute passage of play from Sandon Smith. Yes. Uh, yeah. To have a couple of real, really dangerous ruck, uh, dummy half runs. Yep. Bust them open in an amazing ball to open them up. It's just to open the floodgates up
1: and... I, haven't, uh, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen him play a poor game. No. Like... Uh, yeah, average games, and
0: but uh, there's and not some many very good in, ones, even in first grade that throw oh. a quality ball like that yeah. that finds, hundred percent f- finds um, Collins on the chest. Have had raps on him since yeah. he's coming, so, yeah. and we've seen and he's got a very good kicking game. We've seen that across the way, so uh, that just trying to wrap him quickly. And yeah, 100%. Um, Nick Meaney was very very good. He oh, yeah. uh his aerial work was great. He was in the right spot all the time. Um, I don't necessarily think it was a game of his life, as Vossen no, no. yeah. was raving on about, but uh, but he was very good, and I can't fault anything of what he's done. Um, if Pappenhausen is in wherever he's going to be next year, uh, they've got a pretty good custodian
1: there at the moment. I can you give him an off-season of working on some ball-playing. Like, I know he did start as a bit of a half-slash-fullback yeah, when he, a was five, back he was back at the five start. Pappi, yeah. yeah. But, um, I think he, if you he can really work on some of that short passing inside and out with some support players, it could be um, yeah, could could increase his game even mm. more. Like he, he's been at a different level than what he was at the Bulldogs coming into the Storm this year, but I think he can even um, improve again. To be honest, so. yeah. Um. So you yeah go
0: through your three two one quickly, is quickly. Yeah, sure it? Yeah, Tyrone
1: Wishard is my man of the match. I gave Tyrell May the two points for uh, from the Rooster side, and I gave Munster the one. Basically, just the the clutch play at the end of the game i think he made nine line breaks and he he did do a lot of um a lot of ball running in the middle of the field and he got smacked a couple of times and but it didn't stop him from continuing to try and try and produce something at the line so
0: yeah i'm good with that all right camera's back online and we're going to head over the ditch to go media stadium where i need a new analogy but yeah the tank was empty for the knights uh, they uh, went to the cauldron and got completely cooked over there. Now, we're in the game and actually came back And it, 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 for a brief period. I thought, oh, game on here, but.
1: Still never really thought the Warriors were in trouble. Realistically, to
0: be um, yeah, heading over there in, in that atmosphere. Uh, awesome to see, awesome for rugby league. But ultimately, uh, what did the stats say?
1: We had seven tries to two, six out of seven conversions played, one out of two. A missed field goal by the Warriors, 82% completion played, 78%. 630-plus running metres and 240-plus post-contact metres for the Warriors. Seven line breaks to two. 47 tackle busts for the Warriors. 26 for Newcastle. Four offloads to six. Three force dropouts to zero. 335 tackles played. 409. Ten errors to the Warriors. Nine to the Knights. Two penalties conceded to three. Four ruck infringements against Newcastle. Two inside the 10 against the Warriors. Um yeah, the bandwagon slowed down pretty quickly <laughs> for the for the poor old knights and got run off the road at the end of the day. Um, spluttered and stopped and ran out of fuel by the last half an hour of this game. Um They got belted in the middle of the field. Uh-huh. Uh it was my concern from before the game was uh, – before a ball was kicked, that the, their forward pack, while at times have been competitive this year, it was a big part of the reason that they started so slow this year. They were getting dominated early yeah. in the year and they came up against one of the better packs in this game and they got bashed off the middle of the field, uh, which forced them out to the edges pretty quickly and um, the Warriors just seemed set up, knew what was coming, uh, made sure that the middle held strong and were able to um, – defend well enough out wide to keep the Knights off their back, realistically. Um, their forward, yeah, the enthusiastic up-tempo forward pack and then some skill from Sean Johnson and the outside backs really kicked into gear towards the back end of this game and um, Newcastle really could not do much about it. Looked like a bit of a foregone conclusion about 20 minutes in <laughs> and you run three tries in <laughs> in the first, first, what, 25 minutes or whatever it is of a match. And they were, um, they were pretty convincing tries as well. It was... Um, it's not like they they managed to pull something out of their arse and just scrape a try there was chance just floating around the back and running straight through a hole Fenua Blake just stepping past two and three blokes as on as he trundled his way in behind the post and yeah the the knights looked um pretty downtrodden after that 20 odd minute 20 mm. odd minutes into the first half as you mentioned they did fight hard for probably what 15 minutes either side of of half time there um Kloon stuck his nose through and got a, a little offload away from which people seem to think it was quite dubious but there was there is one view that I saw which looked like it, the arm did get at least travel backwards yeah. so whatever it was a try to Dylan Lucas there and um, they another nice one for Mars who's sweeping around the outside but they really got wiped off the park by this forward pack I thought it was a tremendous performance from the Warriors middle
0: forwards. Well, led by the tribal chief, uh, good was <laughs> Toru brilliant, yeah. uh, incredible. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing. And to he see. was what he, a couple of times. Again. He's got a busted <laughs> back. He's got a, his back's like I yours. Think his knee's fucked. And he's got he's probably got no <laughs> cartilage in his knee. Um, before, I haven't seen you know performance like this with a busted body since Hiroshi Tanahashi. But he um, <laughs> like even getting in behind the line, making big like 20 metre busts, opening up, his connective play was as good as always and he threw, what, 50 tackles on top of it. Like, absolutely, probably the performance of the weekend, actually.
1: Fenua Blake and Barnett were brutal in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, you throw in Ford, who I thought had quite a good game down the edge there on the left for the for the Warriors. And Johnson's um, just picked them apart as well. Yeah, and He doesn't have to play fast anymore. As we've mentioned a couple of times during the year, he just sort of, Sits back and waits and watches. <laughs> just sees what's folding out in front of him and then makes the right decision. Dylan Walker injected massive energy. Say,
0: he doesn't need to play fast because when Walker comes on, he oh. just takes over the running house stuff. And he... He was like a the Tasmanian devil to in what the, he was Miami, the field. But like his was, physicality was, now is... Uh, him and Tavunga coming on and just building tide blokes... <laughs> He's just a, and we've talked earlier in the year, but was yeah, it was amazing as well. It was dead set
1: like the, like the Tasmanian yeah. devil in the cartoons, <laughs> just <laughs> spinning his way through the middle of the field, knocking blokes left, right and centre. Literally into the upright. That, right, that just try <laughs> where he charged back through <laughs> on the inside, that was tremendous. <laughs> but um, And then he took control as well when... Um, when Johnson did go off for the last sort of ten minutes, mm-hmm. and he had a little ten minute rest at the back end of the game, he was the man who took over the kicking, and he was the one who was yep. taking over all the positional play for the for the Warriors. I thought he had a tremendous game in thirty eight minutes or something. Yep. He was out there, made a big difference for him. Um, yeah, mentioned that the Knights came back either side at half time, but there was never really any danger to the Warriors. Both teams really targeted the halves again. Uh, another game where the, the attack was really directed at the inside and outside shoulders of the halves, um, which came to really good fruition in making the the defence jam in. It was drawing in second rowers, was, it was drawing in centres, and there was a couple of times where the wing, it, like Dallin just strolled over untouched. Mm-hmm. Mazu did the same around on the left. Um, the first try of the match was Chance, where you had two blo- two and three blokes jamming on uh Sean Johnson and he just gets the ball out the back to to Chance yeah. to just stroll through that hole in the centers yeah, there. He, he'd probably his best game
0: since start he of the year.
1: Uh, almost three hundred meters, I think yeah, it was. It was, it yeah. was Fucking ridiculous. It was just every time there was something on, <laughs> he was the man that was trying to get involved. Um and did so a couple of nice real real nice passes as well to set up his outside men, put I think he was the one who put Dallin away. He was the one mm-hmm. who scored the try, uh, obviously, to start the match. He did it again on the left-hand side, I think, for Montoya to score. Yep. Um, yeah, he was he was brilliant in in this game. He actually got my man of the match, to be honest. I, th- I thought he changed the game okay, uh, with the way that he was involving himself in the attack, especially on those sweep plays out to the edges. But um, they did a really good job of not dropping off with the second rowers to, to compact that defence, which... You know, made his job a lot easier yeah. on the outside there as well with the likes of Ford, Harris and uh, Barnett just drawing defenders off um, Sean Johnson's shoulder. So, yeah, I, I don't think they could have played much of a better game, to be honest. Uh, the Warriors, they, I don't think they would... They would have challenged the, any team in the competition the way they played yeah. on the weekend. So I agree. That was The thing um, is, they've got to pr- produce it again.
0: It, I don't want to say they um, had the bye against Penrith, but... You know, it was almost a barrier trial. They rested Johnson early in the week, knew it was coming, and they seemed this, to clock this, off this after was about their, half an hour. This was yeah. uh, this was their their time to go moment. Uh, amazing scenes afterwards. You can find us on social media. The whole stadium singing the team song, which was uh, awesome. Uh, I don't have much more to add. It was just a, a very like an outstanding physical performance and the best. They're the third best team in a comp, yep. and they produced that here.
1: But they really targeted in behind the ruck as well, as you mentioned there with um, Tor who broke the line two or three times in behind there. Egan was in there as well. Um, Charles went sniffing around there a couple of times. And that was a big part of what, like, they'd go one, two with the forwards, and as soon as they bent the line, they'd make sure that the next tackle were they targeted in behind the the markers and really um, were making 10, 15, 20 metres at times in behind and then that just led to being able to, you know, compress the defence and spread it out to the edges.
0: Has any forward pack in the comp at their best... Can any forward pack in the comp at their best match the whole running of these five starting forwards? I think Brisbane, probably.
1: Yeah. For mine, I think Brisbane... Just those two, mainly those two bikes. But yeah. if you throw in Ricky and Flegler and, and the likes, um, they're probably the team that could could, uh, um, yeah, dominate, or not dominate, but match and probably sh- slightly shade the, the Warriors forward pack.
0: So. But how often this year have we seen Fenua Blake score either untouched or with a hand strung out? Uh, Jackson Ford, same thing. Or bust, yeah. or hits at half hole and just goes straight through. Uh, near Corey's very good at... The same thing. Tor uh, not, like, short Tor who, uh, opens up with a short else, one or yeah. cuts back under Johnson, and uh, and Barnett does just as well as well. Um, I, I, I'm saying as a cumulative five, mm-hmm. there's not too many better like
1: whole hitting well, forward it's, packs. There's the three best three best teams in the comp, Yeah, that's right. they have the three strongest forward packs by a, a long way. <laughs>
0: I don't yeah. think anyone gets
1: close. You know, to those actually. Top three. Just,
0: I will say this: Liam Martin's dragged Penrith back into contention. Mm. He's been phenomenal this last um, couple of months since he came back after the Origin injury uh, or the little break, whatever he had, he had back You Sorensen back. You got uh, But because they, they've been the, known uh, for a lot, a lot, a lot of this season, but now they're in the conversation. Uh, so, and this, this Brisbane game's a cracker. Um, great scenes. Look, I, I, I did say I dropped off, but I had been saying for two months that. Warriors are mate, the grand final. Mm-hmm. They feel like the grand final team to be part of someone else's story, but we're getting I would have liked
1: to have seen them on the other side to be honest. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Come up against Penrith or Melbourne this week and have Brisbane and Penrith play or Brisbane oh, and Melbourne would, play. Yeah, exactly. Because um I think the only the only team that probably as I said can them in the forwards is the team that they're coming up against. That would, not, that would annihilate so,
0: Melbourne. Yeah. Um I was going Torhu three chance two, but you're going the other way. Yeah, um, I had
1: chance, and then Torhu two, and then I had a, a pick of four. I, I actually, I'm, I'll mention a few players before we get to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought uh, Marzu was the best of their back five easily. Um, made another two hundred meters or whatever. Clune and Gamble were decent, but didn't get a whole heap of great opportunity because the forwards were pretty well dominated. Jacob Saifidi was probably the best or one of the better forwards. Elliot was very good. And Frizzell was fucking enormous. The bloke was injured about seven times during this game. I think every time he took a hit up, he grabbed a different part of his body, whether it was his ribs or his shoulder or his neck or his knee or something. (laughs) But he just continued so hard in this game. And Dylan Lucas is now, he's going to be one of the first super coach kids picked up next year. If he gets a starting spot or even a bench spot. He has to be in your super coach team because yeah. he works his absolute ring out. And starting in this game, he was probably their best forward. Man, didn't they Even get home with owned? the try? Wow,
0: the, just a metre each. I'm just looking now. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> wow. was pretty bad. You never. Sophitis, any forward that cracked 100 metres. Uh,
1: Pompey and Montoya were good balling here. Sean Johnson, Fanua Blake, you can go through a whole heap of them. Sirenin was very good. Uh, we mentioned Walker and Harris. Ford was one we probably didn't mention too much, but he was terrific again on the edge. And, um, yeah, Chance I thought, was the man of the match. Had mm-hmm. Chance Harris, and then I either had Ford, Walker or Lucas or Frizzell.
0: I'll give it to Walker. Yeah. I thought he was great. Um, Bailey's <laughs> an interesting one because I believe he's uh, free to go somewhere yeah, else. Apparently. And um, we've said it before, but there's clubs that could use someone like him. Absolutely. Which we'll talk about in the next show. But, anyway, uh, <laughs> That is a look back on the prelim finals. Now, the qualifying finals are up next, and we get straight into our preview. Uh, unless there's anything else you want to touch on, um, I don't really have too many salutes and slaps and shit. It's very hard to get two games. Semi finals, yeah. I'll, I'll salute Torhu Harris just because he, um, he didn't get three points. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> because, like He was 220 metres, 50 tackles. Yeah. Phenomenal or, or, or no, with a busted body, so. Anyway, we get to the qualifying finals, and it kicks off Friday night uh, at ANZ, I believe, if if I can find my draw here, as Panthers host the Storm for Penrith, both Tango and Lui have been named, so Dylan Edwards, Taruva, Tango, Crichton, Tuo, Luai named, uh, still needs to pass, I believe, captain's run, Cleary, who's overcome a broken fingernail or something, (laughs) Leota, <laughs> Kenny, Fisher-Harris, Sorensen, Martin, Yo. The bench is indeed P- Cogger, Smith, Lenu and Garner. Uh, interesting bench, actually, because uh, they've overlooked Hosking. They've overlooked yeah. Peachy. Garner overlooked. for
1: Hoskings is a weird one for mine. Yeah.
0: He was pretty good last week. Maybe I suggest it's Tungo cover.
1: I understand Peachy for um, Peachy for Cogger because you're, you're covering Luai there yeah. in the halves. but. For mine, like, uh, Hoskings could play centre. You already showed that he could play centre at a couple of times they chucked him in there during the year. I just, yeah, I just think maybe a little bit more impact out of Hosking, but Garner has been pretty good in the last couple of games he's been there. I
0: assume so. the thinking is if Tungo's not there, Garner goes to centre, Hosking. Yeah. Comes to 17. Mm-hmm. For the Storm, they have named Jerome Hughes, but he is in uh, more
1: doubt than the way. Oh, really? For lack of a okay. better term. I heard today he's actually firming as a. Yeah, right, a, okay. A good position.
0: I agree. Pop-up yeah. headlines. Meany, Warbrick, Seve, Olam, Remus Smith, Munster, Hughes, Kamakamika, Grant, Welsh, uh, Lero, Katoa, King, and the bench is Tyron Wishart, Eisenhuth, Nelson, and Tarek Sims. Uh, look, is there any hope here for Melbourne? Do you have to really spend a lot of time analysing this game?
1: I don't think so. I think their forward pack would have to play the best game they've played all season, and they're probably still going to be chasing uh-huh. to be honest. I think Penrith put a score on them. Uh, the the couple of points I did mention was obviously um, the forwards and the edge forwards is where I think a big part of this game is going to be won and it'll be in the first half an hour. I think after half an hour you're definitely going to see a discrepancy between these two teams, um, especially once the benches start getting involved. Melbourne really need to work off an offloading game, I think, and try to spread the ball as as fast and as often as they possibly can to get to the edges. I still don't know how they break down this Penrith (laughs) defence. Even if they do get offloads and second-phase play and quick ball out to the outside edges, I'm still not sure you can break down the likes of Crichton. And um, Targo's quite a decent defensive centre if he is is the man to take that position. I think they need to play really up-tempo and increase that tempo for the entirety of the game because that's what Penrith do week in and week out. But I'm not holding a lot of hope for Melbourne. I think they get beaten. Uh, and they get beaten pretty well here. I think it's um, thirteen plus. Uh, yeah, they'd have to be great in defence. The big, for m- big part for mine is clear his kicking game. I think he can play in a dinner suit even if he does have a hand injury in this game and just kick them, kick them into corners and let his big men do the work and they'll, they'll grind Melbourne out of this game by the end of it. Um, Melbourne's best chance is probably that cross kick that they won the game with last <laughs> week, and continually bomb to the likes of Toto and Taruva, and have the the uh, Remy Smith and Warbrick, who are the taller, um, you know, better jumpers. Have a they do have a, a definite advantage there, but how often that comes off, or it ends up getting knocked on or knocked back, or well, the thing is, the other thing
0: is, there's not many no. better aerial blokes than Stephen Crichton yeah. in the KME. that's no, so. true,
1: but yeah, I think that you know the, it's probably to try and sit the sit the ball on the, on top of those two wingers and hope that their wingers can jag two or three tries out of it. But yeah, Panthers 13+. plus. Man of the match, I'm going to go with Isaiah Yeo. I think Cleary might just take a little bit of a back seat and concentrate more on his kicking game, which will leave Yo a bit of that ball distributing in and close to the line. Might set up a try or two when he'll tackle his ass off, as he always does. And first try, um, I've gone with Toto, but it wouldn't surprise me if they do kick to the likes of Smith or Warbrook for that first try for the Melbourne? We know... W- this Penrith we've
0: seen in the last six weeks has played up-tempo. They don't they don't have their set-up plays. They don't play... Any, like they get up and they, they make you work every, each and every tackle. Yep. Uh, I think it might take him 10 or 12 minutes to get going uh, because their forward pack doesn't necessarily come out of the gates as quickly as others some games. So I think Melbourne's best bet is to get physical and get in their face, try and snare a 40-20 or something out of dummy half, try and get going. Uh, but... Melbourne can't chase you. If Penrith score first, that'll be in the section. I, th- I think I can see a 30-point second half coming. Because yep. once Penrith open the gates, their outside backs are going to get physical and just... the Mel- Yes, Scramble yes, was good last week, but that was against a choppy Roosters yep. attack. Absolutely. This, is, this is as good a attack in the comp. So um, I don't have to add much more to this. I, th- I can see... I'm going to go man of the match, Stephen Crichton, in uh, one of his last outings in Perneth's jersey. He's had a great six weeks and... Uh, yeah, those concerns around Seve and Co. on that edge will be exposed. I think both centres, if you're looking for a same game multi, both centres score. tango yep. and Crichton both score. So let's go the double. Crichton first try and man the match. Yeah, 13 plus. And off to grand final for fourth grand final in a row yes. for the Panthers. Very good. Uh, and then we get this cracker from Suncorp as the Warriors head there. uh to take you right, Kate yeah, yeah, go for it, mate. Which, uh, off the week off, Brisbane look like this: Reese Walsh at fullback, Jesse Arthur's, Staggs, Farnworth, Cobbo, Ezra Mam, Reynolds, Flegler, Billy Walters, Payne Haas, Cape Wall, Ricky, Carrigan. The bench is smoothie: Cura, Hetherington, and Paliasia. For the Warriors, uh, pretty much unchanged: Chance, Dallin. Rocco Berry, Pompey, Montoya, Tamari Martin, Johnson, Fenua Blake, Egan, Barnett, Ford, Nia Kouray, Tohu Harris, Lock and Captain, Dylan Walker, Tavanga, Siren and Curran. Here we are, game on. They're both essentially full strength. Yep. Um, how are we going to line this up? It's going to be physical. This is going to be the two best Ford packs in the comp, going head-to-head in a... I don't think it's going to be, a, well, as we were talking about earlier, I don't think it's going to be a completely 100% Queensland crowd. There's going to be plenty of Kiwi noise going on. Yep. Uh, there's going to be plenty happening. We're to, this will be a game that will go to a clutch moment I can see happening. Um, who's going to win that and who's going to come out in front?
1: Well, um, yeah, a, a big part of this is I think the forwards do decide this game. I think the Warriors are going to have to play at least 50 to 60 minutes through the the middle of the field and try and wear this um, this... Broncos pack out. Uh, you do see Carrigan occasionally get a rest in Haas. I'm not sure if they get a rest in this game, but um, I think that the interchange forwards will, will have a big part to play in uh, what happens in the middle of the field. Uh, speed of the ball to the outside backs for mine is another big one. Um, if if Brisbane can get on the front foot for 20, 30 minutes of this game, I think the X factor in Reese Walsh and, um, and Reynolds really... Can decide this match, uh, getting the ball out to some of the like. You look at the likes of Stags, Cobo, Farnworth. They can tear defenses apart. Um, all they need is half a chance, and if you can get on that sweet play or the the kick in behind and provide them the opportunities, I think that the, there's probably another an extra try or two out of this Brisbane back line than what you can see out of the, out of the Warriors back line. And there we have mentioned there is some defensive. Uh, questions around the likes of Rocco Berry and Adam Pompey. So I think they'll target those. Um, once they're done with, you know, trying to tire out the middle forwards for for the Warriors, it's going to come down to a battle of stamina. But I, I've got um, someone, the likes of uh, Tony Staggs, being man of the match mm-hmm. in this game. I can see him scoring a double and um, causing no end of problems for his opposition centre out there. With um, Reese Walsh, uh, also a very good shout at man of the match floating in and um, providing the, the short balls and the rainbow balls for the likes of Cobo, Staggs and Farnworth. So I, th- I think that's really where the, the game ends up uh, being won by the Broncos.
0: I'm going with the Broncos too. I, my concern has been all in recent times about those edge defences there, the Barry and Pompey, uh, who have both had good enough seasons, but There's
1: that X factor. Dallin and Montoya aren't the best defenders in the world either. Yeah, and they do get
0: confused a bit. Uh, And Herbie and Staggs have been fantastic all year. They're physical, they'll get in. uh, They'll create their own chances if they need to. Uh, They'll both run 180 metres. uh, And once you start having Walsh getting in and around there, around, I can see around that half-hour mark, a couple of changes, some tied middle forwards, and all of a sudden, Reese Walsh. Is uh, just busting through. He might have that game where we, he's been threatening to have where he has a hand in 20 points.
1: See a lot of um, little kicks in behind the defence as well mm. to turn the, the Warriors' outside backs around and pin them into those corners. and yeah. might even create a try-scoring opportunity or two as well. So.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one to 12 Brisbane. I hope this is one of the games of the year. I hope this does it justice. Yep. Uh, it's the matchup we've been waiting for. I'm gonna go man of the match. Uh, I'm going to go with Rhys Walsh again, uh, having a hand, but points coming to the via the Brisbane edge, uh, Brisbane centres. Uh, I'm going to go first try scorer, though. I might go the other way and just go with Jackson Ford getting okay. over there, getting Good. deep into sort of twelve fifteen minutes into the game and uh, a Wade Egan crash play. Yeah, we've gone with um,
1: Cobo first try, Stags mm-hmm. man of the match, and um, Broncos one to twelve.
0: Brisbane have the chance here to. Start building the next dynasty. If they keep this team together for another year or two, they can really start. um, Remember, some of these kids are only 22, 23. I know they're losing a
1: couple, but... I think um, they're still the youngest team in the comp, aren't they? Or close enough right to... Right now and
0: next year the Tigers will be... I think they've got yeah. eight blokes under 20 next year, but... And the Sharks um,
1: are in the top three or four as yeah, well with young so, players. See, but three, that that'll so. being said,
0: are still
1: only... Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not, a, they're as not well. an old side. No. No. <laughs> but um, this should
0: be a cracker. We got... end of the day, I think this is the first time in recent time that we've got the top four teams... Yep. In semi, the top four. The grand grand final out, qualifier. Playing the grand final qualifier. Uh and excited to see it. I, ho- I hope this lives up to the hype. Uh, anything we want to finish on? I don't know, you know, it's all being a bit facetious to say what's got us frothing because this game's got me very
1: excited. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's definitely this game uh, the, and the forward battle that you're going to see in the first probably 40 to 50 minutes realistically because um, that's where the Warriors are going to really rely on it. I, I hope Sean Johnson comes out and plays one of the games of his life and really puts it to the Broncos yeah. and... You know, at the end of the day, if the Warriors are within striking distance, I'll be cheering for the, <laughs> the Warriors at the back end. Well, of this and game. thing is so will ninety percent of <laughs> Australia as well. So yeah, so and that you know that that kind of enthusiasm and energy might you know that I, I I don't put it out of the realms of the Warriors pinching this one to be honest, um, but I think they'd have to be really disciplined in the middle of the field. Yeah. And, yeah so the, the
0: the key part is that. Um, where that Carrigan has either stint off happens, or the start of that second stint, that's when they go back up that last gear. And if that, you know, if they're chasing or if they Like if the Flegler and Ricky, that's uh, where. Um, yeah, a little bit surprised they've gone with Smoothie and on the bench with, um, and not with someone like a Jensen as well. But yes, for a game like this, but we'll see what that all brings as well. Cool. All right. Very good. Well, that's been it. That's uh, 40 and Frothies. Of course, uh, as I said, buy some merch, leave us some feedback, tell us what you think of anything we've talked about on YouTube, Facebook and uh, Insta. And uh, we're going to go get stuck into, we're going to refresh our beers and get stuck into the bottom five teams and talk about the trials and tribulations that befell them in this season. Thanks, guys. Talk soon.